Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O oh, the Pain podcast, Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2022. Guys, make sure you take care of business today. And of course... The Joe Beningo Oda Paint Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and by Anita Tires. All right, Super Bowl 23 is in the books. The LA Rams are the uh, world champions with a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals out in LA at SoFi Stadium. Before we get to breaking the game down, and it was a good game, I wouldn't say this you know, it was the most exciting game ever. Obviously, the end of the game, you know, when you have that kind of a finish, the Rams with that long 15-play drive uh, in the last four and a half minutes of the game to finally win it. And then uh, the big stops on defense, Aaron Donald and company shutting down Joe Burrow on that final drive to preserve the victory. But I, I got I to gotta talk about I got to start with this, okay? And I have for years... I have complained about the officiating in the NFL and how these guys have much too much freaking control over the outcome of these games. Well, God knows we saw it last night. You know, the officials go the entire game. The first, you know, 57 whatever minutes of this game, they're not calling anything. The only two penalties they called on the Bengals to this point in the game were two egregious you know, uh, uh, personal fouls, uh, whatever you want to call them, all right, that one where after they had the uh, uh, an interception where they're celebrating in the end zone and one of the guys comes off the bench not even in uniform and they get a penalty on that. And then there was a uh, another one later on, I forget, another one which was a personal foul on one of the linemen. You know, obvious, you know, personal foul, 15-yard penalties. Outside of that, for the first 57 minutes – they call nothing. The officials, Jerome Boger was the uh, referee. They call absolutely zero. How about these two plays? Right, let's, let's, let's look at this play first. The touchdown pass, the first play of the second half. The Rams are up 13-10 at this point. First play of the second half. Joe Burrow out of the pocket, throws a bomb down the sideline to T. Higgins. It turns into about a 75-yard touchdown to give the Bengals the lead. All right, and it looked like Jalen Ramsey, the great cornerback of the Rams, actually fell down on the play. Well, then, when you see the replay, you see what really happened. Higgins grabs grabs Ramsey by the face mask and basically turns him around, throws him down, and they don't call a penalty. Where, where the hell was the flag there? I'm looking at that. I'm like, this is an egregious face mask penalty on Higgins. They don't call it. Touchdown Bengals, unbelievable. I'm like, you got unbelievable. Okay, they're not they're not calling anything. Then a couple plays later, Joe Burrow is going out of bounds, and he gets pushed out of bounds by the great Aaron Donald, all right? Nine out of ten times. You're watching an NFL game, and I know that, that Burrow was in bounds when he pushed him, but let's be honest. This was not like a light tap, 
of the quarterback pushing him out of bounds. Donald basically just throws him out of bounds, all right? Nine out of ten times in the regular season, even in the regular playoff games, this is a this is a, a, a unnecessary roughness penalty, right? Not in this game. They don't call it. Okay, fine. I thought that was almost okay. I mean, maybe to me, this is the makeup call for not calling the face mask penalty on Higgins on the Bengal touchdown. Okay, fine. So now we fast forward to the final drive of the game. And what a huge drive it was by the Rams. I mean, I don't want to take away from what the Rams did there. Obviously, the injury to Odell Beckham Jr. early in the game was huge. Beckham was off to a tremendous start in this football game. He caught that first touchdown pass from Stafford to give the Rams a 7-0 lead. He had another big play down the sideline for about 30 or so yards. He looked like he was on his way to a monster game. And then he gets that. You know, how many times have we seen it over the years, too, if you're watching pro football as long as I'm watching it? The worst injuries are the ones that are the non-contact injury. And that's exactly what happens here to OBJ. Going over the middle to, to catch a pass from Stafford. There's nobody around him. He doesn't make the catch. And then all of a sudden, you see he, he goes down in a heap, and he's done for the game. I don't know what the extent of the injury is. Uh, we really didn't hear about it. Some kind of a knee injury. But OBJ goes out of the game, doesn't come back in. And that really changed the entire dynamic of the football game. And there's no doubt about it. I mean, that changed the Ram offense completely. The Rams could not run the ball all night long to begin with. But anyway, let's get back to the final drive. So the Rams are in the final drive of the game. They're down 20-16. to 16. They need a touchdown here to, uh, because uh, they had missed the extra point earlier. Uh, Johnny Hecker, who's a, a very good punter, and he's also the holder on the extra points and field goals. Actually, after the uh, second touchdown, it gave the Rams a 13-3 lead on a pass from Stafford to the eventual uh, Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup. Rams are up 13-3, and Hecker, holding for the kicker, winds up fumbling the snap, and they don't get the extra points. So that's looming large here as the Rams are down four, driving for you know needing to have the touchdown where otherwise, if the, if the point had been made, of course, they can uh, kick the field goal and still tie the game. But anyway, the final drive of the game, huge play. And let me let me also point out, as we go along here, as I we continue on with my you know, theme of the horrific officiating in this football game, and it's really glaring when you see it in the Super Bowl like it was yesterday. Probably the biggest play of the game, fourth and one. And the Rams have not been able to run the ball all day. Cam Akers was completely shut down. The Bengal defense did a great job against the Ram running game. And, of course, it was made a little easier by the injury to Beckham. You know, they were able to double-team cup the whole thing. But a fourth and one on about their own 40-yard line. I don't know how much time's left in the game. But McVay, maybe it's three or something minutes, maybe under three, whatever it is. They have to, they have to get this first down. They can't punt here. Even though they had all their timeouts, you can't punt. And they run a little kind of a jet sweep with Cooper Cup to get the first down. I mean, how big a play is that in this football game? That may be the biggest play of the game because if they don't get that first down there, they're not winning. You know, they, they would the Bengals would have took over on downs in Ram territory, and I don't think we would have had the same uh, result to this football game that we had. Nevertheless, Cup converts that first down. Stafford hits Cup again for another big play. Uh, another big play uh, where Cam Akers, who had a rough day running the ball all day, gets a big run for about 10 yards to set up a first and goal on the 
on the uh, Bengals seven yard line. Uh, and now we're, you know, we're closing in on that two minute mark right around that. And here to me is, is just a, as an egregious a call as you can have two incomplete passes. We get the third and goal from the seven yard line. You know, time is running out on the Rams here and Stafford throws the ball over the middle to Cooper cup. It looks like it's a straight incomplete pass, but wait a minute out of nowhere. Here comes the flag. They call defensive holding on the Bengals. I forget who the defensive back was. They call, I think it was a linebacker. That's who it was. Nelson, the linebacker. Wilson, that's who it was. They call it on him. Defensive holding. They don't throw the damn flag the whole game. They're not throwing any. They didn't call that penalty on the face mask on by, with Higgins against Ramsey. They don't call that roughing with Donald against, against Joe Burrow. And with the game on the line, Third and goal from the seven-yard line when the last two minutes of this football game, they throw the flag on what is an extremely – if I'm a Bengal fan today, and I know you got to break on the Higgins touchdown, I get it. But if I'm a Bengal fan today, I am screaming about that call. What the hell is that call? Are you serious? And it was this ticky-tack of penalty – as you know, as you, it's the kind of defensive holding call you'll see in week three when, you know, the Jets are playing somebody and they make sure they hold them with a bad call because they're the Jets, right? Of course. So, I, I mean, I could not believe how bad that call was. I couldn't believe it. Really? So now with the game on the line, a world championship on the line, you know, this is not week eight, you know, a uh, regular season game. With the world championship on the line, you throw this flag? Are you kidding me? You got to be. I couldn't believe it. And, of course, it gives the Rams a first and goal, or wherever they were, the two-yard line, the three-yard line. Now, the next play, Stafford hits Cup for what looks to be the go-ahead touchdown. But wait a minute. Penalties on both teams. I forget what the penalties were. Penalties on both teams. So we basically get a do-over. The next play. This time, Cup gets held by the goal line. They call defensive holding. Now, did he grab him? I thought he did. Maybe it was pass interference, whatever it was. Did it look like he had a little piece of his shirt? Probably. Did that play need to be called? Come on. And then the next play, obviously, is the touchdown pass from Stafford to Cup that, you know, winds up being the game winner. Of course, on the final drive of the game, Aaron Donald with the two huge plays on third down and fourth down against Burrow. Almost a sack on fourth down, fourth and one. I don't know why the Bengals didn't just, you know, maybe even run the ball on fourth and one there. You know, you got to get the first down there. They still had timeouts. I thought maybe they could have ran. They put the ball in Burrow's hands. I understand that. And Donald, uh, Aaron Donald, the great player he is, future first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, I don't know if he's the greatest defensive player of all time. You know, Lawrence Taylor and, and, and Reggie White. And, you know, Deacon Jones and Dick Butkus and guys like that may have something to say about the greatest defensive player of all time. But clearly, Aaron Donald is the best right now and clearly is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I just want to clear that up because there was a lot of talk after the game. You know, is Aaron Donald the greatest defensive player ever? All right. There's, you know, there's, there's a few other names we got to throw in there. With that said, Donald makes the big play and that's it. You know, he basically gets the burrow. Burrow th- manages to somehow get rid of the ball. And I thought he, he almost really completed the pass, but it's incomplete. And that's it. And the Rams just run out the clock and they win the win the Super Bowl. But I could not believe 
that call, those calls at the end of the game. You don't throw the they they had their and I'm good with it. You know, I'm good with not making ticky. I'm not, I'm good with not making calls. I think though you have to call the obvious penalties need to be called. You know, when you have that face mask on Higgins against Jalen Ramsey, that's an obvious penalty that needs to the flag needs to be thrown. When you are Aaron Donald and you throw Joe Burrow out of bounds like he did, to me, that's an obvious penalty. The flag needs to be thrown. But there's no need to throw the flag on a stupid, typical, ticky-tack, lousy call by one of these NFL referees. And let's be real, that play, you could say whatever you want. We could talk about whatever play you want to talk about in this game. The Cooper Cup, as I said, the fourth and one jet sweep first down run. You could talk about that. You can talk about the play at the end of the game, Donald, Aaron Donald getting to uh, to Burrow, you know, whatever you want to talk about. The biggest play in this game is a penalty. Well, I mean, right or wrong. Can you really dispute that the biggest play in this game is a third and goal from the seven-yard line, ticky-tack, defensive, I think it was defensive holding, not a pass interference, defensive holding call on the Bengals. That's it. That's the biggest play in the game. So you're not throwing penalties the whole game. You're not throwing obvious penalties that need to be called. You know, I don't think there was a holding penalty the whole game in this game. I can remember. Can anybody remember an offensive holding? I don't remember any. I don't think there was. So they're not calling any penalties all night long. And then with the game on the line and ready to be decided, a typical, lousy, ticky-tack, defensive holding penalty that really decides this football game. Let's be real about it. Let's tell it like it is. And I don't want to take away from the Rams. I give the Rams tremendous credit. They had to overcome this injury to OBJ. That was huge in this game. That changed The injury to Odell Beckham really changed the whole dynamic of this football game. The Rams could not run the ball all night long. Cam Akers had a brutal night. The only two runs they had turned out to be on that last drive, the game-winning touchdown drive. As I said, the jet sweep first down on fourth and one by Cup, and then about a six or seven or eight-yard run down to the seven-yard line by Akers uh, for a first down on the game-winning drive, right, which just preceded that terrible penalty call on third and seven. So they, but they could, the Bengals just shut the run down the whole game, and certainly the dynamic changed after the injury to Beckham. And you give credit to Stafford. You know, he threw three, threw three touchdown passes. Cooper Cup, you know, who what a year he had. I mean, he was, he was voted the offensive player of the year in the NFL and for good reason. I mean, he won the triple crown of receiving. How many guys have done it? I don't even know if Jerry Rice ever did that. You know, led the league in receptions, led the league in yardage, in, uh, uh, you know, uh, total yardage, receiving yardage, led the league in touchdowns receiving. I don't know if any – I don't even know if Jerry did that one. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And with the game on the line – Cooper Cup came up huge for them. I mean, and clearly deserved the MVP. I mean, to me, no question about it. I think he wound up with eight catches, 92 yards, the two touchdowns, that huge fourth down conversion. Of course, he was the guy who was, uh, you know, held on that critical third third and seven penalty. So great job by Cup. You know, Stafford, you know, th- th- making the plays they had to make. Aaron Donald, no doubt. But they really shut. The Bengals just completely shut down. Um, the Ram running game, and like I said, I mean, the dynamic offensively for the Rams turned around completely once OBJ went out of his football game.
But another big point in this game, after the Bengals took the lead, I felt that that's when the Ram defensive line really, really started to take over. And I thought that was really the big part in the game, that after the Bengals took the lead, remember after they scored that that bogus, what should not have been a touchdown on that bomb to T. Higgins, remember Stafford throws an interception right after that. He throws the ball over the middle to that guy, Stepanik, whatever his name is, the same guy that dropped the big, should have been a touchdown pass in the championship game against the Niners. He short arms a ball over the middle that he should have caught, and the ball gets bounced up and intercepted by the Bengals. The Ram defense, though, holds them there to just a field goal. So, you know, instead of it being, you know, a touchdown there, he winds up kicking a field goal. McPherson, who never missed the whole the whole pre, uh, uh, playoff run, makes the field goal, gives the Bengals the 20-13 to 13 lead. After that point in the game, I thought the Ram defensive line really took over because up to that point, I think they only had one sack of Joe Burrow up to that point. After that, they sacked him six more times after that. They really started at that point to start to get to Burrow. I thought that was one of the big keys, too. The way the Ram defense, uh, the defensive line, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, you know, a couple of Hall of Famers, Miller and and uh, and Donald are walking into the Hall of Fame. There's no question about that. Really started to put the pressure on Joe Burrow there. And I thought that was one of the big keys to them winning this football game as well. But, you know, it, it, it's really a shame. You know, I'm watching football all these years. I've seen every one of them, all 56 Super Bowls. It shows how old I am. All freaking 56 Super Bowls I've seen, you know, I've seen NFL and AFL championship games before there was Super Bowls. I mean, I always tell you, I go back, first game I ever saw was the 1960 NFL title game between the Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles in Franklin Field in Philadelphia. I was seven years old. And, uh, you know, Chuck Bednarik, Norm Van Brocklin, Tommy McDonald, you know, all these guys for the Eagles. And, of course, that turned, that was the the first of uh, appearance by the Lombardi, uh, Lombardi Packers in the playoffs. And turned out to be the only game that the Lombardi Packers, Bart Starr, Jim Taylor, Paul Horning, you know, Willie Davis, Ray Nitschke and company ever lost. So, uh, but that's that's how far back I go. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen all these Super Bowls. And, and like I said, it, it, was it a good game? It was a good game. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of a flat game in the first half. I thought it was a little flat. I thought the crowd was terrible. I mean, this, this is something else about Super Bowls. You know, and I... I've said, and look, it's never going to change. I mean, we know Super, the Super Bowl is an extravaganza. You know, I've said this over and over again. The Super Bowl is for everybody. It's not for the hardcore football fan like me. You know, the guy that's the hardcore football fan, myself, my buddy Tommy Keenan, Joey and Clark, my other buddy Joe Jett out in Staten Island, you know, all these guys, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, my buddy Kenny, you know, all these guys that are hardcore, you know, Ira in Staten Island, all the – the hardcore football fans, you know who they are. You know who you are. You know, the guy like me that's watching, the, you know, NFL, old NFL games. I've been watching them every day here for I don't know how long. It's going to keep me going for a long time. All right. The the Super Bowl is not for us, unfortunately. It's the championship game, but it's for everybody else. You know, it's all about TV. It's all about the halftime show, which I didn't watch, by the way. It's all about the halftime show. It's all about the commercials. I didn't watch them either. It's all about that. It's all about the pomp and circumstance that goes, surrounds the game. It's all the Hollywood, you know, and all the celebrities that were there. You know, oh, look at who's going. Oh, this going to, there's J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. Oh, look. Oh, who's that? Kanye West. Oh, he's wearing some kind of hood on his head. I don't know what he was doing. He's sitting there with Antonio Brown. 
Oh my God. Oh, look who's oh who's that over there? Oh, is is that the mayor? Oh, is that the, the great Gavin Newsom, the governor? Oh my God. Oh, look at all these people. They're all here. That's what it's all about. I mean, let's be real. That's that, that's what the Super Bowl is about. Super Bowl is not about the game. You know? The Super Bowl is about all that nonsense. Really. It's about the commercials, it's about the halftime show, it's about this, it's about that. Oh, oh, and oh, by the way, the game is going on, you know? I have said this for a long time. The Super Bowl should be played, and it would be a totally different atmosphere, but it's never going to happen. I mean, we know this is never happening. But the game should be played in the home stadium of one of the teams that's playing. Now, obviously, the last two years, that's happened. Last year, you know, the Bucs wound up playing their Super Bowl in their home in Tampa Bay, and the same thing with the Rams here at SoFi. So we, we went 54 Super Bowls without that ever happening. Now it's happened two years in a row. And, oh, by the way, that home team won both of the games. I don't think that – not because of the crowd noise, because let's be honest, the Rams have no fans. I mean, could you imagine what the what the scene would have, would, would have been like if this game was played in Cincinnati? Could you imagine? I think a little – the atmosphere would have been a little different. I don't think there's any question about it, and probably the Bengals would have probably won the game too. But, you know, be that as it may. But – so the Super Bowl is about everything but the game. But anyway, with that said – Congratulations to the Rams. They get the win. Congratulations to Stafford all those years with the Lions when he told, you know, with that crummy Lion team and he could never win anything. I don't know how many was he there? 13 years, whatever he was there. You know, I feel bad. I, I tell you right now, if I'm a Detroit Lion fan, if I'm a Giant fan because of Beckham, right? If I'm if I'm fans of the if I'm fan, not so much with the with the Broncos and Von Miller, because Von Miller won. You know, they won a Super Bowl with Von, the Broncos did with Von Miller being the MVP. So I don't have that much trouble there if I'm a Bronco fan. But if I'm a Lion fan, am I really sitting there happy for Matthew Stafford that he won a Super Bowl with somebody else? Really? I, I wouldn't be. If I'm a Giant fan, am I really happy that I got to see Odell Beckham? And it's too bad he got hurt. But I got to see Odell Beckham Jr. win a Super Bowl with the Rams? Does that make me feel good as a Giant fan? <laughs> Not me. You know, as a Jet fan, I've seen at least, and it might be more, six of my first-round draft choices, okay? Six won Super Bowls with somebody else, right? I mean, I think about that. Burgess Owens, who was a first-round pick in 1973, won a Super Bowl with the Raiders in 1980. John Riggins, the great John Riggins, first-round pick of the Jets in 1970. Was it 70 or 71? I think it was 71. Yeah, well, he wins the Super Bowl with the Washington Commanders, Football team, don't say Redskins. Jonathan Vilma, another first-round pick. He wins a Super Bowl with the Saints. Keyshawn Johnson, he wins a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Maybe the worst of all. Oh, let me not forget James Farrier. He won a Super Bowl with the Steelers. I think he won. Actually, won two with the Steelers. Definitely won. And maybe the worst of all, Darrell Revis, who wins a Super Bowl with the Patriots. How how how? How good did that make you feel as a Jet fan? So you could say all you want, you know, all oh, the Lion fans are so happy for Stafford. B.S. I don't buy that for If I'm a Lion fan, I'm ticked off. This this guy wins a freaking Super Bowl with the Rams? And, and as far as the Giant, like I said, if I'm a Giant fan, I'm delirious that OBJ won a Super Bowl with the Rams. I, right? I mean, come on. Who's kidding who here? Anyway. Ah, uh, the pain of it all. All right, let me get my sponsors in here. We'll start out with my buddy, Mike Jones. 
and company over at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. You know the deal. Go check them out. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. You know it. Check it out at the HackensackBrewingCompany.com. Place an order for pickup or home delivery. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Check them out. You know, we've done a couple live podcasts there. We'll do more probably when the weather gets better. We'll do another one so we could do it outside. But check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. My good buddy Isaac over at uh, Beach Camera. You know the deal with Beach Camera. They're in business for over 30 years. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, and Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in 80 Carter Drive, Edison. Let him save you some money. Uh, you know, Check them out. Uh, use code Joe B. Mention my name. Use code Joe B for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at BeachCamera.com. And then, of course, Anita Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey. My son, Johnny. His boss, Ari. Check them out. Uh, you mention my name, they'll take care of you. You need tires, you need service on your car, and uh, they'll take care of you uh, uh, for that. So uh, that's the deal as far as the uh, as far as the uh, sponsors are concerned. So now we go off into the post football point of the season. Not easy to do. I mean, it's not easy. There's always withdrawal. Now I have found some some solace. Okay, and once I start playing golf, it'll be better. You know, I'm into the golf tournaments and all that. And congratulations yesterday to Scotty Scheffler winning the uh, Waste Management. I don't know if you call it Waste Management anymore. The WM Open, the uh, Phoenix Open out in Scottsdale, uh, winning in a playoff against Patrick Cantlay. So congratulations to him. I didn't have him in my pool. But what's new? But what be that as makes So the golf, you know, kind of, you know, makes me feel a little better. You know, I get a little bit. But, you know, I'm not playing. Yeah, you know, I thought we were going to be able to play last week. And then, of course, none of the co- courses were open in the area. One course that was open, you really couldn't get a tee time. And, you know, it's 70, 65 degrees on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, I wake up and it's snowing out. <laughs> you got to be kidding. Anyway, so, but I have, you know, I've kind of found some solace in the fact that I am, uh, you know, watching these games on, these old games on YouTube. And uh, it's really been tremendous. There's no question about that. Absolutely great. But the Super Bowl was, was pretty good. I wouldn't rank it as one of the all-time best. It was nice to see it. You know, it was nice to see it uh, at least go right down to the wire. But to me, I'm going to always look at this game. And to me, it's going to be absolute. It's going to be a little bit of a, 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 a pale over it because of the officiating. Because the officials did not throw a flag the entire game for the first 57, 58 minutes. And then with the game on the line, decided to throw a ticky-tack defensive holding penalty on the Cincinnati Bengals. And if I am... Like I said, if I'm a fan of the Bengals, I am going nuts today about that call. I'm sorry. Nuts. I know they got a break on the T. Higgins play with Jalen Ramsey. I get it. But I am going absolutely. There was no freaking need for them to throw that flag there. Really, really, really put a damper on this football game. But congratulations to the Rams. By the way, there's talk. That Sean McVay is going to retire at 36 years old and quit coaching now that he won the Super Bowl? Do you really buy that? Do you really believe for a second that Sean McVay, 36 years old, youngest coach ever to win a Super Bowl, okay, that he's already been to two now, that this guy is going to step down and retire as a head coach in the NFL? Are you kidding me? 
Now, now, even if he did, let's say he did. Let's say that McVeigh did. You think he's going to, you know, be retired forever? I mean, how long do you think it'll be before McVeigh wants to come back and coach again? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, it reminds me of Dick Vermeil, who just speaking of, of Ram coaches, he, the only other Ram coach to win a Super Bowl is Dick Vermeil. Of course, they were in St. Louis when they did it. This is the fifth time the Rams have been in the Super Bowl, and the first time they won a Super Bowl as the L.A. Rams. They've actually been to the Super Bowl three times as the L.A. Rams, and this is the first time they won it in L.A. Uh, when they won it after the 99 season when they beat the Tennessee Titans, uh, they were in St. Louis for the greatest show on turf. You know, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, and all those guys. You know, and of course, that was Vermeil who was the coach. And remember, Vermeil had burnout after he had coached the Eagles and he went a long time. I mean, he went probably 10, 15 years before he got back into coaching again. So I don't, and, but eventually he did. So I don't buy for a second that Sean McVay is going to step down and not coach again. You know, even Parcells. Remember Parcells stepped down after the, the Giants won the Super Bowl after the 1990 season? You remember that? Ah, uh, he was done. You know, he was never going to coach again. Well, how, how many years before he was back coaching in New England? Like three years? Was that what it was? So. Yeah, even if McVay steps down, and I don't buy for a second that he will, uh, he'll be back coaching football again. So, uh, you know, I don't buy for a second. Aaron Donald, I mean, maybe he'll retire. I don't know. I mean, you know, he's, like I said, he's a first ballot walk-in Hall of Famer. He's got his ring now. Uh, there's no question about that. Eight-time All-Pro, whatever. He's one of the great defensive players of all time. I'm not going to say the best, the greatest, but like I said, a walk-in first ballot Hall of Famer. Maybe he'll retire. We'll see. There's no way in my mind that McVay is stepping down. All right. Joe Beningo again, the Older Pain Podcast, Monday, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2022. Guys, make sure you take care of her today, okay? Will you get her at least a card, something, flowers, candy, whatever it is? You know, you got to do the right thing for her. Because like I always say, I said it's about my wife. She takes care of me. You got to take care of her. So don't drop the ball, okay? Don't do what the officials did yesterday in the Super Bowl. Don't drop the freaking ball. Take care of her today on Valentine's Day. Everybody, have a great week. Have a, a great rest of your Valentine's Day. Tremendous. And uh, we will talk to you again on Friday. As I say always to everybody to listen, thank you for listening. All the love.